This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You need to know what's happening. It's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Jason LaConfora. Welcome back to another edition of In the Huddle. Carl Dukes put him up along with Jason LaConfora and our man Brian Baldwin. We're coming off of an incredible Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, and I really I mean that. I mean, Jason, we saw some interesting football. Yeah. The pitcher's a little bit clearer now as we head into the the final six weeks of the season. And I got to start with this Green Bay game because Green Bay scored points, but they didn't score enough points as the Eagles ran for 363 yards on the Packers. Jalen Hurts, and we haven't talked about this, Jason. Is he a front runner for the MVP? He threw for 153, two scores. He ran for 157, and his team has one loss on the season. Let's start there as we get going this week. Oh, I think he has to be on your short list. Um, He ran for 100 yards in the first quarter of that football game. Um, You know, Green Bay's offseason, in retrospect, looks uh, (laughs) pretty brutal. From the quarterback contract to the Adams trade to the moves they made that that I'll I'll admit they, you know, I was more than willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. I, I thought that. Um, they had maybe put that defense in position to do a little better than it, it had been in past years. And I was wrong. The defense sucks. Um, their season's over. And and look, it, it was going to make sense for them to play Jordan Love at some point in time, whether it was because the old man was so beat up or the old man was flat out hurt or the old man's not that good and our season's over and we got a fifth-year option on this kid and – even if we're stuck with Aaron Rodgers, we might have to showcase Jordan Love for trade because all the extra stuff we got for Devontae Adams, pretty much, we've already used. That's already baked into our cake, and our cake ain't nearly good enough to get to the promised land, and we're stuck with this $50 million quarterback for, for at least one more year and probably two. So I, I, they're they're in a real difficult spot moving forward, and um, – well, whether Love starts this week or not, you know, as we record this, it's, it's they haven't even started practicing yet, so that remains to be seen. I know they're saying they're going to stick with Rodgers to the bitter end, but I, look, their season's over. So Jordan Love's going to start multiple games this year. I'm fully convinced. And how he performs in those games may have a lot to do with the Packers offseason next year where, again, it's not a great uh, free agent quarterback market, especially if Geno Smith – and Jimmy Garoppolo stay where they are. And agents and executives I'm talking to around the league 
um, for a piece I'm working on for the Washington Post are pretty convinced that those two will stay put. Mm. You know, you got Tom Brady. Is he retiring? You know, what's that all about? Okay, he's in his own category. But then the rest of the free agent class is, is Taylor Heineke. It's Jacoby Brissett who will start for somebody next year. He performed well, but, I mean, he's not going to kill it in free agency. You know, it's Mike F. and White who, who did kill it on Sunday. Uh, you know, that's it's, it's, it's a really limited quarterback class compared to recent years. And the draft is not the elixir that some are pointing it out to be. The idea that there's five plug-and-play starting quarterbacks in the first round or four or whatever. They may get drafted, but um, the evaluators I'm talking to are less than convinced that this is a generational quarterback class. So, you know, that's that's a long way of saying the Packers might be in pretty good shape if Jordan Love plays two or three games and looks like the real deal. Um, but they're not, you know, they're not a quality operation you know, Rogers not on the same page with a lot of these guys. His turnovers have been backbreakers, um, whether he wants to take, you know, blame for him or not. And I don't think we'll be talking about him too much, Carl, until they lean into this Jordan Love thing, which, again, I'm telling you, looks inevitable to me. I've never seen anything like this in all the years, Jason, in all the years you've covered the NFL and being around it where you draft a guy and he sits this long, right? Without you making some kind of move to either have him move on, you maybe acquire additional picks. Like They, they should have done this three years ago if they felt like this was going in this direction. But I've never seen a guy sit this long. You know, Mahomes set. We could talk about even Aaron Rodgers set. Not four or five years where you're talking about drafting a guy and now – you're willing to just say, "Hey, we're gonna go the we're gonna go the this route and 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 trust that he's the guy moving forward." I just I've never seen a team not trust a pick and understand that. Hey, at some point we got to move on from Rodgers. I think the Packers are at fault here. I think he, caving in the Rodgers every year when he wanted all the money, yeah. all the power, instead of doing what was best for the organization, and now they find themselves in this predicament. But I just the Jordan Love thing is really interesting because I. I've never seen a quarterback sit this long without us really knowing what the hell he is. Yeah. Well, then they moved up to take him. You know, again, this isn't Aaron Rodgers who they can say fell in our lap. They made moves to go and get themselves in position to take Jordan Love at the expense of other positions of need, like wide receiver. That's just a fact. That's a reality. And and it, and they're you know, there's this narrative they put out there that like, oh, we had to beat this team or that team to get him. Like, no, nah, man, there weren't a whole lot of first round grades on that kid. Um, yeah, and they let Aaron Rodgers hijack two of their you know consecutive off seasons, and they built their entire budget around him. And now, not only is he not an MVP, he might not be the best quarterback on their on their roster. But he's making <laughs> he's making fifty times what the other guy is. So yeah, enjoy. Yeah, it's tough, man. Packers, uh, I agree. Their season's done. I don't see any reason to play Aaron if I'm the Packers, and I'm I'm looking to the future. I got to see what Love has. I'm with you. I think he should start the rest of the way, and that that also has to do with the injury. I mean, we don't know the extent of the injury, yeah. but even with or without that, I think this is a moment where you go. Let's find out. Carl Dukes, Jason Lock on four in the huddle, guys. We bring you the latest around the NFL inside the game, and of course, we talk about the games as well. Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. And has Mike White taken Zach Wilson's job? Well, I think, look, he, he certainly has. And this is not nearly as week-to-week -week as Robert Sala would paint it. Um, they're going to give Mike White some time, even if Mike White didn't play the you know a, a dominant football game against the Bears, considering how little he's played 
since he's been in the league, frankly. Um, he needed more than a couple of games. And honestly, if this thing goes off the rails a couple of weeks from now because of injury or, or whatever, you know, the, the, the buggy turns into a pumpkin or whatever, I think they go to Joe Flacco. I don't think they go back to, to Wilson. I mean, the, the, which I, I don't think that's um, Jason, uh, tenable. Did he, did he do enough? I mean, I heard he apologized to the team. And, well, you know, he, he said all the right things. But is he doing enough to win the team back? I don't think it's going to matter because he doesn't have a future there. Like, his agents are going to – like, when this season ends, he's not – I mean, everybody's saying what they got to say now because they're in the middle of uh, a playoff chase, which they haven't been in in forever. They can argue they have a legitimate shot to win a division and, you know, get a home game. Um, and they haven't been in the, you know, and they haven't been in this situation in a long time. And not a lot of people thought it was going to happen as quickly as it has, but he's, he's not going to, dude, he lost his job to Mike F and white. You think he wants to be there? Next <laughs> like, no, no. His agents say hey, you, you, you took this kid second overall. And that's, that's the only, that's the look you gave him. That's how little you believe in him. Like, no, it's over. I mean, I don't know what they get for him, but it's over. So I don't really care what he says or what it's it's irrelevant. Like he he's not a part of their immediate future, and their immediate future is everything. And in the offseason, both sides are gonna have a bunch of reasons why they should move on. Um I think we need a temper and, and I, I look, I was all for this move. Um, I've never bought into the Zach Wilson hype evaluators I know and trust in this league. We're not as nearly as high on on that kid. Um and didn't think he should have been drafted anywhere where he was. And that's not Monday, you know, morning quarterbacking. That's real time reporting. But they played the Bears, bro. And the Bears are, I mean, next to the Texans, the most hapless organization in football right now. And the Bears defense is absolutely the path of least resistance. Yeah. And once Robert Sala figured out that, oh, it's Trevor Simeon this week, because remember, there was all these games about who was the, the quarterback was going to be, right? And then, oh, now it's Peterson. Simeon hurt himself in world. Like, once the. There were two drives established of football on Sunday afternoon, and they knew who the quarterback was. The Bears weren't in the business of scoring points either. So now they can't move the ball because they stink on offense without Justin Fields, who represents 22% of their yards from scrimmage, um, which is, I mean, the 06 Falcons by comparison. Mike Vick, 19% of their scrimmage yards. This kid's at 22%. Um, And the game's changed a lot from 06 to 22. For sure. Yeah. So just think about that, right? So they don't have an offense without him, and they haven't had a defense really since the season started, and especially, you know, once they, they're they trading Robert Quinn and they're trading Roquan Smith. So, like, I love what Mike White did, and that's a great soft landing, like great soft opening to whatever this is going on in terms of his quarterbacking tenure, but much greater challenges are ahead. Yeah, Bears are a mess. And, and speaking of Justin Fields, it's another guy – if I'm the Bears, I don't need to play him anymore, right? I know what he's got. I don't, I'm not going to risk Justin exactly. Fields. There's no reason to play him moving forward. No. Jets look like the real deal. Is this a team you don't want to see in the playoffs, though? Jets? The defense, I mean, look, it, it, the running game is not what it was with Brees Hall, but it, it, it's not like it's completely falling apart either. Um, they, they are, are uh, an elite defense. Uh, I mean – don't want to face them like it, it there's a lot of like I, I, you know they're somewhere on that list i guess they're not top 5 for me in the afc of teams i would legitimately I be worried about 
Yeah, because of the lack of pedigree, because a coach who hasn't been there before, because of some of their offensive limitations. Um, but the defense is, I mean, the, the defense makes them viable. Yeah, it's as good as, you know, top five defense. Certainly, they hit in the draft. We've talked about that this season, and, and it's paying off for the Jets. Hey, it's in the huddle, guys. Subscribe, like us. Make sure you get all the new episodes. We release them on Tuesday and Thursdays. Brian Baldinger, part of this as well. As we look ahead at the end of the week to the games that are coming up, it'll be week 13. We're looking back at week 12. And Cleveland, we find out this week, Jason, I know I saw your stuff about, you know, Deshaun Watson coming back and being reinstated. But the the win against the Bucs told me in my – I thought it told me more about the Bucs than it did Cleveland. And I think we keep thinking that, again, it's Tom Brady and it's just going to click and it's going to happen. And and that, that hasn't happened. And so yeah. – Todd Bowles is not managing his his clock management, his timeouts. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to start talking about, you know, we can say Brady, 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 but Todd Bowles is is also a huge part of this as they lose to Cleveland over the weekend. I mean, some of those decisions to punt in plus territory, like what are, what are we doing here, man? Um, yeah, look, Todd Bowles is, is – is, the exact opposite of Bruce Arians in so many ways, offensive guy, defensive guy, conservative by nature, no risk it, no biscuit. Um, Todd Bowles will defend his players publicly to the ends of the earth. BA called out his players, including Tom Brady in a way that very few coaches ever would. So it's a drastic change. Um, the, the offense has never really got going. Right. And this was a week where it's like the Browns really stink. And the Bucs are coming off a bye, and it's the end of the Jacoby Brissett thing. And again, Jacoby Brissett, for me, has been a top 12 to top 14 quarterback in this league. Yeah, he's had one really play. bad game. He's had one that he probably, you know, that where, you know, the Chargers game where it wasn't a terrible game, but he made one egregious interception in the in the end zone. Um, and the rest of that sample size of 10 games, he's played really strong football, winning football. Um, the reason that the Browns' season's falling apart is because of their defense. Yet that same defense bows up and shuts down this Bucks attack where you're like, okay, they've figured out Rashad White and they've got Evans and Godwin and everybody coming off a bye. It's as healthy as they'll be. And, and they couldn't do anything. You know, they got a seven-point lead early in the second half and 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 then fell asleep and couldn't score in overtime either. Um, you know, you never write off Tom Brady and that division stinks, so I still think they get in the dance as ugly as that may be. But, like, Tom Brady at this point in time is a complete mercenary. He's a football mercenary. He He's going to do whatever he has to do to put himself in position to get a ring that, you know, right bleeping now. And Tampa ain't it. I mean, their, their cap situation next year is untenable. There's going to be um, – they're going to hemorrhage talent, not just Tom Brady. Yep. You know, and they're going to have to think about their, where they are as an organization. Is Kyle Trask really the answer? Do we need to be in position to draft a quarterback? Like, I just don't see – if Tom Brady plays football next year, I don't think it's in Tampa. And then if they are in the business of drafting and developing a quarterback, then is this coaching staff the one they want for to for, do that. for that, for, you know, for this, okay, we've turned now from all in to win a Super Bowl, right bleeping now to a two-year or three-year plan. So, yeah, there's a lot of questions to be answered there. In the meantime, look, again, I'm not convinced that – they don't win a playoff game or two just because of Tom Brady. Can they beat the four of the best teams in the NFL four straight weeks? 
because let's face it, they're not getting a bye, right? And they might not, uh, outside of the one home game because they win the division, I don't think they're getting any other. So that could be tough. That could be tall order. What do you think about uh, the expectations for Deshaun Watson? Um, and look, I'm not going to tell you, you know, I'm going to use this example, but he's not Muhammad Ali. But we saw Muhammad yeah. Ali get away from, you know, the, the the fight game for a few years for various reasons. And he came back and he won the same Muhammad Ali. It took some time. I haven't seen Deshaun Watson, in essence, in two seasons. Okay. So now I'm supposed to think Sunday he starts and he throws five touchdowns and he's just crisp and I'm not buying that. So I don't know how much time it's going to take him. Maybe it takes him the rest of the season to get back and get the feel he needs. But nobody walks on the field after being being away for two seasons and just kills it. So what are your expectations for Deshaun Watson? I don't have any. Um, I don't know what to expect. I, I don't know of a comp for this situation um, when you factor in the severity of uh, his behavioral disorder or whatever it is, like what, whatever is behind. And we still don't know. And I don't know, I guess through therapy, you know, which the league finally forced him to do as part of his reinstatement. Otherwise, he didn't seem like anybody was particularly interested in it on his own. So, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what makes him tick. I don't know why he did the things he did. I don't know that that's necessarily behind him. And I also don't know how he's going to respond to have going from one of the faces of the NFL from someone who they would be, I mean, shortlist of guys we need for a United Way commercial or a My Calls, My Cleats commercial or a public service announcement. Yep. He went from top three on the speed dial to never again. <laughs> never again. No yeah. bleeping way. Yeah. Like yeah. he went from the one guy on the visiting team who your kid wanted to get a high five from before warmups or whatever to he's going to get booed and he's going to get maligned in a way that I don't think he even has come to grips with. Um, so I don't know what all that's going to bring out in him. I don't think he's going to play as well as Jacoby Brissett this season. Like you were making me make a guess of some sort of hypothesis. I will say that we'll look back on the Browns season and say, man, those 12 games with Jacoby Brissett, that was a more highly functional offense than what we saw under Watson. I think he's going to feel the need to play hero ball which is the opposite. You don't have you, – you've got the pieces around you to not have to do that. But I think he's going to do that, whether it's a conscious or subconscious thing. Um, I think him being the heel and him getting booed mercilessly, um, which he fully deserves, is going to further his need to want to shut them up and to play hero ball. Um, I don't know, man. It's a lot for Kevin Stefanski to manage on the fly. Uh, saying all that, the Houston Texans are a joke. So – like, they'll probably blow out the Texans this yeah. week. They yeah. could do that just handing the ball off to Nick Chubb. They don't even need a quarterback to cover seven in that game um, if the defense remotely shows up. And, again, all Houston does is run the ball a little bit with Pierce. There's no other identity on offense, and they don't have an NFL starting caliber quarterback. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, I don't think it's going to be great. I think he'll need some time to get back. And uh, it's a long offseason, man. And I don't – again, I, I – I have no idea what his true mental state is and, and where he is in terms of um, his off-field behaviors. Yeah, I last thing on, on this, I just – I got a chance to – and I say this loosely, okay, um, to know the kid. He went to high school in the, in the Atlanta area, had him on. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year in high school and had him on a couple of times, got to know his family. You know, he's got an unbelievable mother and – Obviously, you know, all this decision-making is his. It's nobody else's. But 
He is a guy that I when when all this stuff started happening, Jason, I was like, eh. you know. And then one went to two, two went to three. Well, nobody three wanted to, to believe it because right? it didn't seem like anyone no. who was around this kid. Not that we ever know anybody because what happens in the light is very different in many cases from what happens in the cloak of darkness. But yeah, no, like nobody I know who was around, like not even like Texans people. Everyone did work on this kid leading oh, yeah. to that draft. Like, yeah. it, whether you needed a quarterback or not, and like you didn't hear any even remote whispers of "Hey, decision making off field," you know, um, character. Like you heard, like no. it was imp- unimpeachable no. character. No. And, and and that's my point. So you know, you get in this situation where he's making these mistakes, and then he continuously makes them. He's paid for it. But I also think, and, and this is what I'm getting to. I don't know if he even knows what he needs to do to rehab his image. I don't know if he understands what he needs to do. People are going to tell him, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. And then I get back to the world of sports, which is what we live in. And if he wins in Cleveland, if they start making the playoffs year in and year out, and they're making Super Bowl runs, this becomes a distant memory because winning cures all. But if they don't, you know, it's one of those things. What does this kid do to – to, to rehab his image. And I don't even know if he knows what that's going to take. I just don't. Yeah. And I, again, I, I don't know that he truly knows why he did what he did. I don't know that he really in his heart of hearts necessarily thinks it was wrong. Um, or let alone, you know, in, in the estimation of, of many of yeah. these women, not just wrong, but, but, but criminal, but, you know, flat out sexual assault. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I'll say this, though. Um, I don't know that – I don't think many people are rooting for him. I'll just put it that way. 